gosh, we really are really are pushing the limits of hashtag good content. This is, I mean, that's 16 minutes. It's going to be deleted, but it's all good content. It's all good. Uh, we it's might, all, I mean, <laughs> it's all good. We talked about maybe going to Seattle. I mean, yeah. what? But, and then a, a call drops? What, what can you do that's better than that? You know, it would have been easier yeah. to delete if you hadn't been talking about it. <laughs> I was going to delete that too. <laughs> oh, okay. This is your. This is always our big mistake: is we talk about the things we're going to get rid of, and we can't get rid of them after that. Well, that means that means now they are actually good content because that's hilarious to me when somebody does that on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's always we we talk about this all the time, but it's always a good bit. Just like, yeah, I'm going to edit that out. No, you're not. You coward. <laughs> I just heard you say it. Do it, you fucking won't. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh man. Welcome to Director Video. VHS? VHS DVD Extras. Uh, a podcast between podcasts where we talk about how we did, haven't done a podcast in a really long time. We are consummate professionals. And like consummate yeah. professionals, we decided to abruptly take a break <laughs> for no reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, no, there was it, there was a big reason. And that big reason was I was having what might have been the worst job experience I have ever had in my life. I would love for you to get into that if if it's not too painful for you. It's but but also the one the one episode that we did record when you were in Chicago was just so bad. Um, the audio was bad. Yeah, I, it just I was and it was it, it was no good. And then I was like. This is, this one's not working, and then you couldn't get back to, together for another one, and so I just kind of let it slip for a little while. And then I visited a home, and more family members than I thought listened to the podcast asked me why it hasn't updated in a while. Oh man, that that see, uh, the great thing <laughs> about my family is nobody knows I do this. Uh, mm-hmm. I say that's great because I don't. I like to keep my work and family life separate. <laughs> I understand. Not piece of shit. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I um call you a piece of shit a lot, I feel like. Uh it's no, I mean I, I've stared long and hard in the mirror. I know what I am. Uh I did the, <laughs> the Mulan thing where I just wiped shit off of half of my face. God I was I yeah, I really was upstream without a paddle uh for that recording. And then I, I I managed to continue. I managed to go further upstream and lose my canoe over the summer. Wow, mm-hmm. is that your phone? That was my phone, but uh, <laughs> you keep talking, and I'm just gonna mute that on mine. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> you just delete that. I, I fucking won't because you brought it up. I'm we sorry. just talked about. I was this. so. I just. I was scared. I was like. Because <laughs> it, it does, it sounded like a, it sounded more medical than most phone tones I've ever heard. Uh, you know, oh, no, you know that's it sounded my... like it sounded like my grandmother's uh, diabetes checker, <laughs> uh, blood no, sugar spe- checker, not specifically my. Checker. I I knew what she meant. <laughs> oh god! Oh man! So so Chicago. Oh. By the way, no, I'm not I'm not knocking on Chicago. Chicago is one of the most beautiful cities i have ever been to in my life holy like, every fucking block is just architecture 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 mm-hmm. hey what's that over there bam more architecture fuck you um and i got to hear some really primo chicago accents which i think we talked about before uh 
I love a good Chicago accent. I got to hear some Chicago yelling. I, I just a right? guy pontificating to no one. Uh, just like ah, this guy over here. Oh, Lord help me! And then he, and I was like, beautiful, amazing. Should have caught it on video. But the, the internship that I was doing was terrible. The people I worked with were amazing. It's just uh, the project that we were working on had no form. Uh, the mm-hmm. person in charge of the project al- almost violently refused to give us any sort of parameters, but would constantly give us deadlines. So we'd have a deadline, like two two deadlines a week, and a bu- and then just like a day before the deadline, he'd be like, oh, and I expect you guys to do all of this shit. And it's like, well, motherfucker, you haven't told us about any of this. All right. I Fuck, can't, man. I can't talk about this. It is. It was literally just the worst. It was awful, and and it also wasn't what I. It, on top of just being a very poorly uh, organized and terrible project, the uh, the project itself wasn't what I wanted it to be. Um, I was hoping it would lean more on the financial side, on the mathematical side of finance, but I ended up just doing computer science the whole time, which isn't my major anymore because I hate it. So I was just doing, I was doing something I didn't like for someone that I wasn't particularly fond of for a project that I kind of hated for two and a half months. I am sorry, that blows a lot. Uh, You know. I remember you being excited to head out and do this thing in Chicago. I don't know if you're just excited about Chicago. I was mostly excited about Chicago, I will be honest. But it sucks that like this shitty thing happened so that you didn't get to enjoy yourself that much. Yeah, it it really it really put a strain on my mental health and my physical health, uh, in a way that I just didn't expect. Um, and like I've been back for almost a month, almost mm-hmm. a month, and I'm still like, I'm just still sleeping all the time. My sleep schedule is still gone to shit. Uh, but I'm a lot healthier um i'm eating better and i'm just i'm less i'm 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 less stressed to the point of uh sloth which is nice that is nice my big thing is i hate airports the airports are no okay i love airports let's talk about this i love airports they're so cool so why do you hate hate airports airports. what what happened well last time i was in one i was patted down and the guy who did it was like um very professional. That's nice. He like explained everything that was happening as he was doing it. Mm-hmm. But that still wasn't like pleasant. It really is not. And the food's bad. And you're there for at least two hours. Yep. And then you get on a plane, which is like a bus, but you can't leave. I mean, actually you for the most part, you can't leave a bus either until you get where you're going. You know that, right? I mean, yeah, but if it's a particularly awful bus, you could get off and wait for the next bus. Oh, yeah. Uh, but you can't do that for a plane. And so you're sitting on the plane, and the plane I got tickets for did not have assigned seats. Mm-hmm. It was sort of a first-come, first-serve thing. Yeah, just whatever you got to do. Yeah, so the first time I was on it, I hadn't realized that ended up in a shitty seat with no leg room, and I'm not that tall, but I apparently get cramped real easy. Mm -hmm. And so, like, my first two days of vacation, I was, like, sore the entire time. 
even though I wasn't doing that much because I just got off this fucking plane. <laughs> I I love airports. Um, oh, also, also, I don't know if you fuck if you guys fucking know this, but Sky Harbor, best name for an airport, the Sky Harbor Airport in Phoenix is impossible to leave. Oh, yes, it is a goddamn fucking maze. You, so you've been there. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I have, I have not been on a plane at that airport, but I have walked through that airport. I believe to pick somebody up. Okay, it's it's so big. Even the parking lot it's... is built to just keep you inside. <laughs> like the the signs say they're leading to you to a highway, and then they loop you back around so you're back in the terminal. That happened to us three separate times. Yeah, man. It was crazy. We could not leave this godforsaken place. Yeah. Albuquerque uh, International Airport is similar, but Albuquerque International Airport is also absolutely tiny. It's only got like five or six landing strips. Well, it's got like two landing strips, but like five or six okay. plane connecty thingies. The Cleveland Airport's pretty big, and the Phoenix Airport's pretty big. And the Phoenix Airport's nicer than the Cleveland Airport. But I wish I could fly from small airport to small airport. I would do that all the fucking time if I had that option. Okay, so Chicago has two airports. They have O'Hare and Midway. And O'Hare sucks ass. It's just, it's too big. It's garbage. It's, 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 and it's not impossible to leave, but it's so fucking massive that, like, just trying to get out is like a mile hike. Okay. Um, Midway is similarly big but it's a lot more condensed so there's stuff everywhere and it's not just like a large empty fucking dome of bullshit uh midway international airport also has like really cool dioramas about the battle of midway in world war ii which if you're interested in that like i am uh is is kind of nice to just look at there's a sculpture of a dude who just got his dick out which uh i didn't expect in a public airport but it was there if it's not a sculpture, it's art. Yeah, it was just... So, it was just... Like, I just didn't expect it. My The funny thing about that for me is that that became popular with uh, Greeks and Romans. And now we think of the Greeks and Romans as perverts anyway. So I, do we not think we made them like that because they're perverts? I mean, I feel... Listen. Mm-hmm. It took... David was David the guy who sculpted David, the guy who sculpted David's the the statue sculpted the by the statue is David, I believe it's Michelangelo. Michelangelo. It took my it must have taken Michelangelo at least two months, maybe more, to sculpt uh, David's phallic region. I feel like that 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 amount of dedication makes anyone a pervert. <laughs> like like. <laughs> Like, His uh, kielbasa with a side of meatballs. You mean you got you could have not done it. You could have made the sculpture so that it didn't have dick out. You have that power <laughs> as an artist. I know. <laughs> I've I've gone my entire life without drawing dick. Oh, you probably should just just to have that skill in case you need it. Uh huh. Yeah. No, for sure. In case I ever decide to get into uh, that. I guess. Gen- genuinely though, do you do like um life drawing? I uh, yes. Okay, but I just I put, I figure that in life drawing they don't put a lot of pressure on you to like draw a dick. But I was curious uh, about how you do with the rest of the body. <laughs> they uh, the rest of the body I'm fine. Uh, it's okay. just uh, it's just a lot. It's a lot of pressure 
mental pressure. Cause, sure. Because cause, cause it's like, I don't want to put too much detail here. <laughs> but I also you don't want to spend your whole time yeah, on the deck. I, I don't want yeah, I don't want somebody to come around and and turns out I if in the last 20 minutes I've spent 10 of them just focused on this dick. Um you get to the end and you're like, "Well, I'm pretty much done. Might as well detail up the dick though." <laughs> but I was shading it. I would rather that though, right? I would rather like, "Oh, look at this beautiful immaculate drawing of a of a man." And oh, it looks like the uh the dick's a little unfinished. So I'm like, "Oh, sorry. I just uh just ran out of time." Uh just, you know, my <laughs> eyesight isn't what it used to be. <laughs> I just do. Oh, they, you can lean in closer. I just no. I just do what they did in Terminator, <laughs> and I just shade it in real dark. You know, <laughs> just like, <laughs> oh god. So yeah, uh, but Midway Airport's amazing. Uh, not, I mean, the food at all airports. Is I bad. legit forgot that's what we were talking about. <laughs> I so yeah, Midway Airport's kind of, is awesome. Uh, it's a pretty. It's a really well designed airport. The food is awful, but it, it's a fucking airport. They. It, it, mm. airports like the only brands airports have are coffee brands so you'll, you'll see a starbucks you'll see maybe a dunkin donuts <sighs> maybe yeah. a seattle's best but all of the food places i've n- i've never heard of them before and i will never hear of them again really because like i went to an airport and i saw like a subway and mcdonald's and an Auntie M's. All right, there might have been a there might have been a McDonald's in Midway, but most of the, I don't know, they're all they're all these like weird little like themed like little eating places, like all of the most of the restaurants in the Midway Airport are like Chicago themed in some way. Um, yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about now that you mentioned. Yeah. And then yeah, like you know you'll have your and then like interspersed you'll have your like Starbucks and your Dunkins and your McDonald's and stuff. But I I will say the coolest thing that I've ever done in my life is I went to an airport. I had a, I was waiting for I had I had to wait five hours for my flight because it was delayed two hours. Oof. Yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, so I thought, what is the coolest thing I could do in an airport? Uh, and I channeled my inner George Clooney, who spends a lot of time in airports and movies. And I okay. went to the airport bar and I got a drink. And I That's felt the coolest thing you can do. I was I felt so fucking cool, dude. I was okay. like reading a book. It, like looking over my glasses you know i'm doing it right now like i'm sh- i'm showing it off right now but there's no one looking so i don't know why i'm doing that great perfect reading a book like, we can't even see each other yeah so. right perfect uh but yeah i was like reading a book mm-hmm. um i was like sipping on an alcohol and just checking my wa- <laughs> i mean i don't have a watch but i was like checking my phone like oh what time is it had a little had a, my little suitcase backpack thing my little uh, shoulder bag Yep. It was awesome. I felt I felt like I looked really cool. I must have just looked like a total dork, but when I'm in an airport around all the people, mhm. around all the bullshit, mhm. constantly anxious that my plane is somehow going to take off without me knowing about it. Oh yeah, a never-ending fear. I put my headphones in. I turn on a podcast. Mm-hmm. And I pretend I am anywhere else. I think to myself, imagine being anywhere else. <laughs> you channel your... In- That's some real Buddhist, man. I, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. It is. I am as a Buddha. <laughs> yeah, no, go on. 
Um, I'm waiting for the end of this one. No, I was just going to say that, like, I have flown from Phoenix to Cleveland. That's four hours. Mm -hmm. And I have driven from Phoenix to Cleveland, and that is, I want to say, about 30 hours. Uh, Yeah, running about that much. I felt the same amount of tired after the flight as I did from the drive. No, I get that. Flying is surprisingly exhausting. It is... I, I think it's a combination of just, like, all the people, the stress, uh, the, the forever stresses, like, is my plane going to take off without me? Am I at the right terminal? What if my ticket's wrong? Maybe I pack my bags wrong. What if my bags get lost? All of that shit. And then just everybody in airports seems unsatisfied for some reason. I think everybody in airports is unsatisfied. I mean, for one thing, they're all trying to go somewhere and aren't there yet. I But I, I don't As a person, I live my life not worrying about... I live my life trying not to worry about time because I have so much anxiety in my life and I don't need more. So I've just, I've cut myself off of that. So I'm sitting in, I usually, when I sit in an airport, I people watch. Okay. And everybody just, everybody just looks unhappy with their current situation. And it's like, I get frustrated because like, you're about to be on a plane. One of the coolest inventions mankind has ever come up with. Do you know what I genuinely want? I want dirigibles to come back into style. I am willing to be in the air longer if I get to, like, walk around and mill about and maybe have some wine. I could have technically had some wine when I was on the plane, but I say have wine um, just to just to bring to mind a certain type of, of, of uh, Luxury. situation or moment. But I actually dislike drinking. So. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh. <laughs> oh, I but I especially dislike drinking when bringing wine to my lips would mean elbowing somebody. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I mean, and and drinking wine is a whole fucking ordeal. You gotta swirl it. You gotta sniff it. It's a real personal experience to be having next to two people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that the wine they give you on southwest airlines is meant to be swirls oh i i mean no i agree i i i'm not gonna lie this is the coolest thing that i ever did on a plane <laughs> all right uh because okay. i don't because i don't get to fly often uh maybe that's why i'm i get so excited about planes i've only flown like under like a handful of times in my life under 10 okay so every time i fly i'm just super fucking stoked and the the best thing i ever did on a flight is i got a canned dr pepper on it and I was like, this is the height of luxury. I have a, I have a Dr. Pepper in a can. The can is unopened. I don't know why, but like in my head, I was like, man, this is the fucking, what a, what a fucking century we live in where all of these awful things are happening and I can get a canned Dr. Pepper in an enclosed airplane, 50,000 miles off the ground. I can't believe our first pod, our first podcast back, and this is what we're talking about. <laughs> well, I, I mean, you know, it's it's we're, we're <laughs> our airport jokes gone. Did Seinfeld kill airport jo- airport jokes forever? I mean, I I sort of liked your weird. I love Dr Pepper on airplane story, genuinely. <laughs> but <laughs> I just it really it, it's I it, here's it, here's the thing. 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 Uh-huh. Here's the thing. On my way to Cleveland, uh-huh. I got 
a I got some Coke in a plastic cup with ice in it. Yeah. I drank it. I ate the ice cubes. They asked me if I wanted more. And I said no. And I'll tell you why. It's because I didn't want to have to get up to pee on a four-hour flight. Because I'm sure I could hold it on the four-hour flight, but not if I drank a bunch of Coke. Then, on my way back, I just closed my eyes and wished I was asleep when people started coming around to give out drinks. And I just ignored the possibility. And I hate airplanes. <laughs> no, I understand. Listen, I get it. It's just to me, the com- uh. the, the combination of the mundanity, the, the combination of two extremes, right? Like the mundanity of having a canned drink compared, like and combined with like, and maybe, maybe I'm just, I may, maybe I'm the last person in the world excited about airplanes. <laughs> I'll say, well, I'll say this, sitting in a window seat, opening it up and just looking out while you take off. Or while you fly above some clouds or just a big patch of farmland. Yeah. Is cool. That's legitimately cool. But I also kind of can't appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You know, the way I'm crammed in a corner there. Yeah. I, so, I assume you had a very crowded flight. Yeah, we were we were full and it was not a very big plane. Yeah, so I, I had a really crowded flight on my way because I had a layover in san antonio oh i got straight flights both ways oh. i felt so great about it no i had I paid a... like 30 extra bucks and managed to get two straight flights and i was like yes i had like a five minute layover in san antonio so basically the plane landed okay. i stayed on the plane we switched pilots and we left right so but the thing is is the flight from san antonio to el paso that plane was fucking empty there was like maybe maybe 15 maybe 20 people on a plane that could easily fit 90 Okay. It was, and all of us were just sitting in the front because all of us are like, once this plane lands, we're fucking gone. But the thing about being, and this is the second time in my life that I've been in a fairly empty plane. Uh, the first time was on my way back from Seattle. I had a layover in. It's always layover flights that do this. I had a layover from Vegas to El to El Paso, and that flight was similarly empty. And the 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 pilot got really jokey. You know, um, you are making me remember this. When I think I think I was in kindergarten, I flew uh, to Disney World, and when we flew back, we landed in Pittsburgh. So I had a flight from Pittsburgh to Cleveland. That's probably the smallest plane I've ever been on, and it was definitely like an eight-minute flight. <laughs> yeah, no, no, the the flight from San Antonio to El Paso was like thirty minutes. Okay, cool. Like blink and you miss it, because like, like, like. Ugh. Alright, I will say something that did annoy me. It has nothing to All do right. with airplanes. Uh, I still I, I I love sitting actually, before I get to annoyance. Let's talk about let's talk more about how cool airplanes are. I love I love getting the seat right next to the wing. Yeah. And okay. I can just look at the wing mechanic. I, I could see the, the all yes. of the all of the and just seeing the wing bend under the pressures of the atmosphere. Like fucking mm-hmm. engineering, man. Did you did you watch the wing as you took off and you could see the air flowing above it and yeah. around it? Yeah, that's cool. It's so awesome. I I absolutely I think I would be happy to just be on a plane. And and, and the thing is, is I'm a fairly lanky, tall. Per- I'm not lanky anymore, I guess, but I'm a fairly tall person. I'm six foot ish. Mm-hmm. Uh. And I don't know why, but I felt incredibly comfortable on the plane. I couldn't fall asleep for shit because that the planes just aren't built for that. Uh, and I'm not gonna lean my seat back because I'm not a dick. 
I have that exact same thought. Like I could I could move half an inch back, but that would be kind of cruel to the person behind me. Although at the time the person behind me was a child who was kicking my seat. Oh yeah, you could have just you could have you could have just crushed him with your seat, killed him instantly. Oh, it was a little girl, and I don't think she was doing it violently as much as she was bored and kicking her legs and occasionally hitting my seat. So you were just like, same fam. Yeah, no. I also wish I was, I was like, somewhere yeah, straight else. Up. Let me try. Uh, <laughs> let me try watching this Netflix show. Uh, was it the Good Place? No, it was uh, Winona Earp. Which oh. I started watching because Allie likes it. Okay. It's okay. It's like um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but with a different kind of feel to it. All right. So I got a, a you know, female chosen one fighting a bunch of demons. All right, cool. Yeah, I heard. Uh, I, but I, it's like a Western theme. I get it. Yeah, no, when Earp, Wyatt Earp. Yeah, for sure. Right, exactly. All right, cool. That sounds awesome. It's okay. I'm at the bit where she had sex with the immortal Doc Holliday. And, like, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, that's a real fucking sentence. I will say, <laughs> sounds rad as hell. The immortal it Doc is. Holliday is a really cool sentence. It's, it's, you have to, you have to come to terms with how incredibly dumb the TV show is. I mean. And once you accept that, it's fun. It's, yeah, no, I, I mean, if you can accept Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I, you can accept anything. I'm hearing some heavy silence. I just wanted you to get through your thought, but also I do like I do think Buffy makes you um sort of eases you into their world more. I than, uh, no, than I don't. Nona Earp does. I don't like that. I found Buffy the Vampire Slayer to be very boring. I love it when a show just just really just drops you in there like a coin into a bucket of water. I have I um hmm I've genuinely not heard that about Buffy. I didn't like it much. Um it's it's too uh, interesting. Well, I mean it's just it's too much of its time. Uh that now see that's fair because that like the fucking movie you made me watch. <laughs> well, um feels pretty 90s. Yeah. Well, I mean just I think I have this I have this problem with I think pretty much everything that Joss Whedon has touched and it's that Joss Whedon really loves his characters. And that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. But sometimes he just spends too much time reminding us, like, a character's traits. Do you know what I I love about Joss Whedon stuff? And I don't know if it's him or some of the people he's worked with. Uh-huh. You'll see this in Buffy. It was a lot in that other show he did. The Dollhouse. Oh, yeah. It was bas- basically the plot of The Dollhouse, actually, is... And it was a little bit in, in Avengers because of Hawkeye. Is Joss Whedon has people getting mind controlled a lot, <laughs> and so what that means is you're watching this character act completely out of character, and at a certain point you're like, "Oh, this actor can do this type of character," mm-hmm. and I hadn't realized before, and it starts to feel like an acting workshop. Where you're like watch watching these actors play this the this different stuff, and that can happen like every other episode for Buffy. I think it's good because it 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 lets these actors really flex their range, and it can it's something that they can point to to prevent from being typecasted for sure. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I don't think it's as efficient for Hawkeye, who for the most part is a not a character. <laughs> like the Avengers it's, is kind of his debut. It's, yes, that's fair. Uh, oh no, that buff guy who was in Thor for two seconds is evil now. But I, I mean, there's also like deleted scenes where they're supposed to bring Hawkeye in more and, and they dropped him because nobody knew who it was. I, I genuinely listen, I don't like Jeremy Renner. I don't like him as an actor. It was what I mean. I don't know him as a person. I don't like him as an actor. Uh, <laughs> I don't like what his incarnation of Hawkeye, the character is compared to what I know from like the cartoons and stuff. It is so fucking unfair how just he's not thrown, in movies. Just thrown to the fucking wayside. He is. It's so weird because he's not. In, he has like a second in um, Captain America two. Uh huh. He's like not in Civil War. <laughs> I mean, he is. He's like he, not in the the new Avengers. No. It's fucking weird. He, they have like one throwaway line in the new Avengers where, where they're like, "Yeah, he's on a he's on a farm and yeah, yeah, Hawkeye's on his farm and that's fine." Ant Man, I was okay when they tried RVs. to give him some depth in some depth in um two in Ultron, but like, have you have you ever heard? Oh man, I forget. He was on like a late show. And he played a song about how he was just as good as the other Avengers. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> that was really fun. That's the thing is, I think part of the reason why I don't like Jeremy Renner as an actor is the work he did in that Jason Bourne movie that didn't have Matt didn't Damon. Didn't see it, but okay. uh, uh, All right. If you, if I, I really like the Jason Bourne movies. I think they're fun, dumb action movies. Uh it's I think the closest thing America American cinema America American cinema has to like a James Bond series is those Jason Bourne movies. Okay. But but Jeremy Renner's Jason Bourne movie is just so flat and and his performance in it was so uninspiring. But then but when I see him do bits on like SNL or Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like late night shows and stuff. I'm like, fucking Jeremy Renner's a funny dude. Let him be funny. <laughs> Like yeah, stop. whenever I have to, I have to take a moment. Whenever somebody says, you know, I don't like this actor because they were so bad in this movie or something, I just heard people praising. What's her name? She was in the Transformers movies. Oh, Megan Fox. Yeah, Megan Fox, and they were praising her for Jennifer's body. Jennifer's body, and they were like, "This is such a great movie," and nobody knows that Megan Fox can be a good actor because she's been in all this all these bullshit Michael Bay movies. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we all knew Michael Bay was a bad director and definitely couldn't direct women. Oh yeah, no, it's absurd. <laughs> because he just, his whole thing is just zoom in on their asses. Yeah, it's, but not, like... it's not great. I don't want to change the subject, but have you seen the, the you know, there's like a Bumblebee movie coming out? I've heard a little bit about it. Why? All right, so I watched the trailer for that just be- because, as much as I don't care, I still <laughs> there's a small part of me, a, a small part of my childhood who wants a good Transformers movie because I fucking loved watching those cartoons when I was a kid. That's weird because you're younger than me, and I think of it as a thing older than me. Was there a Transformers cartoon? No, I'm thinking. Of, well, little? there was the there was one with the mini cons that I remember. It's got like Energon and stuff in it. Stop. Real- 
No. Stop. Okay. I was like, I just threw out two <laughs> it's just words. That, like at you. you immediately started saying shit that I did not understand. Yeah. Yep. And would not have time to learn I get in the span it. of this conversation. So, so the Bumblebee movie, uh, a trailer dropped like a while back, and this movie's directed by someone else. Uh, God bless yeah. them, whoever they are. I mean, somebody getting paid a lot of money, I imagine. I'm gonna actually find out who it is because I remember reading the name and thinking, oh, okay, that's interesting. Here we go. It's, oh, it comes out this year. Travis Knight. Travis Knight. It's got it's got John Cena in it, which, in a way, John Cena is a lot like The Rock in that I love watching him be in movies, even though most of his movies are bad. Oh, mm-hmm. right. So the guy, this is the guy who directed all of the uh, stop motion films, uh, like Coraline, Box Trolls, Paranorman, Kubo and the Two Strings. Okay. Wow. Right. Okay. So 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 this was why I was like, all right, I'm interested in this movie, and I watched the trailer. And and I watched the trailer like hot off the heels of watching uh, uh, the Shape of Water. Okay. And I shit you not, there is a fucking scene in this trailer where Bumblebee and the lead actress are underwater, and she is touching his fucking face. <laughs> and and my first thought is like, is she gonna, is she gonna fuck the robot? And like, maybe maybe this. I have been on the internet long enough to know that some people consider that a very real possibility. I. And listen, listen, probably you not. know there's a um there's like a Japanese sex manga about that about like girls specifically fucking transformers, man, dude, you just you, and I mean you, like like not like a fan thing like like they sell it you can't just you can't just throw that at me. I'm gonna be thinking about this for weeks, dude. I don't know what it's called. No, don't tell me what it's called. I remember somebody making fun of it like five years ago. Oh, I'm going to look this up. And I, that stuck in my head. Hey, sorry. Hey, guess what, Tony? Sorry, but this is all I'm going to be thinking about forever now. Uh-huh. So you did this to me. Hey, I've been re-watching uh, the series of Unfortunate Events TV show with my cousin. Oh, I still need to watch that new season. I finally have access to Netflix again. Great. Um, There's this bit where Violet makes a noise when they're spying on Count Olaf. He says, what's that noise? First he's with says, there's nothing up there. And then he and I at the same time said, if there's nothing up there, then what made that noise? Um, Oh, man. Because it was a secret phrase from VFD that I suddenly remembered at that moment. Oh, my God. That is strong. (laughs) Uh, That's really good. And I was like weirdly embarrassed and proud of myself at the same time. God, yeah, there, there is. I think the things that I remember most in a series of unfortunate events are all the asinine little details. And I think that's my favorite thing about the show is not only do they kind of focus in on those details, but they also throw in stuff that like no one else would understand unless they poured over those books trying to solve right. every asinine mystery that that book series threw at you. <laughs> And they, like, celebrate the details. They mm-hmm. celebrate the fact that some of these mysteries aren't going to be solved, too. But, yeah, that Bumblebee movie. I recommend you watch the trailer, man. It is. I, mean, I feel like it's just the person who cut the trail. I'm looking at the poster right now, and they're just standing in a field with clouds and stuff. Man, I, I don't want to believe that that's what this movie is, because it's probably not. But, Jesus Christ, that trailer a rom-com movie featuring Bumblebee and a human woman might genuinely be great. It might it might be not because it would be good, but because it would be bad, but bad in such a way that it 
that it would like turn around being good. It would be bad in a way that would be fun as opposed to the Transformers movies, which are bad in a way that makes me furious. Oh man, that fucking latest one is absurd. Latest one? What's uh, is this the dinosaur one or no? No, it's uh the last. Oh night. oh oh the King Arthur one. Yeah, the yeah that the we found latest, out about the latest adaptation recording? of King Arthur. In, oh my god! In, in movie history, thanks Transformers. <laughs> um, Merlin's in it, played by oh. Stanley Tucci, I think. Oh god, that movie series, man. I want to say how far it's fallen. Because it's kind of amazing how far it's fallen, but it, it started. Didn't start very yeah, high. It started pretty low. <laughs> I feel like people like the first one. I I I I think but, the first one's like okay. it was just like a normal dumb action movie with like alien, like kind of like an ET slash action movie thing. It was like an E teen movie. Huh. Uh, God, I bet that was the pitch. Thank you for listening to the rest. <laughs> no, we can't. You can't do that to I'm me. just kidding. We still, we still have like 20 minutes. Oh, you can't do that to me. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that would be the worst. I would be, I would look like the, the unfunniest <laughs> human being on the planet. Yeah, that's what you would look like. Oh, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Speaking of uh, book adaptations, because uh, you mentioned the series of Fortune events earlier. I did do that. Um, I was talking to my little brother about the Percy Jackson books, because he was really into those. And apparently, that author of those books is absolutely livid with how the movie adaptations turned out. Okay, so the thing about those movie adaptations, and I didn't dislike those books until I started to, because they're kind of dumb. And it's fine. I mean, they're dumb and they're also kind of smart that they work in all this all this ancient Greek mythology mm-hmm. shit. Um, but the the movie just sort of didn't give the books the time of day. Yeah. And it took me a long time to realize sort of the difference between uh, an adaptation being different to add to the story. And adaptation being different because it doesn't care about the story. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that one cared about the story at all. They just wanted, like, another action scene, so they need them flying around with lightning behind them while fighting with swords. It's so... It's so just disrespectful to the source material. And, like... That's the thing. And I read that... I think I read that first book. I remember reading that first book. Again, my little brother was super into the series, and it's like, oh, I want to share within this thing that my little brother's into. Sure. But there is Nathan Fillion's in the second movie, which is nice. You know he's um he's Jacques Snicket, right? I do now. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Holy shit. Well, it's interesting because you know he and uh, Neil Patrick Harris have a good on-screen chemistry together. I feel like Nathan Fillion has a good on-screen chemistry with everyone. That's fair. But yeah, that uh, the author of those books is just so angry at Hollywood, and I <laughs> and, and I. I found this out because I saw a tweet of his where he was like, when you find out that uh, your friend's book got a movie deal signed, hey, congratulations. When you find out the studio that uh, signed on to adapt his movie, oh, I'm so, so sorry. And it's just like, there, there's a, a spiteful anger. And apparently, from what I could figure out, he was like desperately trying to make that movie like his book, and then they just gave him a lot of money to shut up. I see. 
I, I just saw um, people were asking Neil Gaiman about the Sandman series. Mm-hmm. And what he said was somebody owns some somebody like WB owns the rights right now. And he said they haven't done anything with it, but I would rather 20 bad movies not get made than one good movie get made. Yeah, I get that. And I think that's a reasonable thing for an author to want, definitely. It's I must be difficult because on the one hand, it's like it's a way to get a larger like I don't I genuinely don't believe that Harry Potter would have persisted as much as it did if those movies hadn't been so successful like that. In, those movies introduced those books to like an entirely different generation of people and got them into reading it. Mm hmm. So it's it's an opportunity to just to just take your series like that much farther into the public conscious. But if the adaptation is bad, like, say, the Percy Jackson movie or the Aragon movie, it will completely destroy any interest that a person would have because they'll see that book. With the fucking theatrical movie cover that, you know, they give the books when the movie adaptation comes out. And you're just like, oh, that's that bad movie. They just spend all their time on the dragon and no time on the plot. Yeah, but that's that dragon thing. does look really good. It's a really good looking dragon. <laughs> I just love dragon. The idea of dragons having feathers. Just I love it. Oof, oof, doof, oof, okay. Yeah, no, that movie's still bad. The <laughs> I, I just, I just like went back to eighth grade and was like super pissed about this movie. It, it, it was <laughs> astoundingly awful. Yeah, it was, it was no good. It was garbage. I remember people comparing it to like, um, like a really badly done Star Wars. I, I, th you know, it reminded me of that Dungeons and Dragons movie that came out in the eighties and nineties. Which, if you haven't heard of it, congratulations. I would be mad too, though. I think. Am I? J would you like? It's 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 a hard call because if you go back to the series, a series of unfortunate events, there mm -hmm. was a terrible movie made made uh, from yeah. those books. Oh yeah. Um, and I know you once told me that you liked it. I still like it, but I, I think, I think you could also agree that it's not well done. No. Uh... Um. It's a lot of wasted opportunity, that movie. But maybe if that had never gotten made, there would not be any chance for the current iteration, which does, like, so much great stuff with color. And it it, it dives so deep into, um, into all these weird mysteries. And it's, you know, one of the executive producers is Daniel Handler. Yeah. So the, he gets a chance to work on this himself, you yeah, know? And, uh, yeah, and yeah, like he's the closest friend to Lemony Snicket you can have working on the project. Exactly. You know, I have a book <laughs> called The Bear's Famous Invasion of Sicily. There are two quotes on it one from Lemony Snicket and one from Daniel Handler. Both saying, It's no surprise that this is my favorite book and also my good friends. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's really fun. Yeah, I think you're right. Like the, but I feel like the reason that the the movie adaptation led to the eventual TV adaptation is the movie adaptation. Like the movie adaptation was successful, uh, in like a cult way. It was like cultly successful. Mm -hmm. It was praised for like its special effects, even though the movie itself was kind of meh. Mm -hmm. But I think there was always a hope, and and like 
everybody who was a fan of those books always just just kept prodding like hey but we're gonna try again right like this series deserves a second chance at doing that right and the fact that that hope never in the god how long ago did that fucking movie come out I want to say 2004, but I could be talking out of my ass. But yeah, that's like that's like over a decade, over a decade of like just people still asking Daniel Handler, "Hey, but we're gonna try again, right?" Mm-hmm. And like just th- that having all like a decades a decades worth of passion to show like this is something that people that a lot of people want um, mm-hmm. is really special. I don't think I can't think of any other book series that has had that that um, that amount of persistence because i don't think any other book series has had a second shot like that now you're gonna make me sit here thinking of book series with movies <laughs> that then got a second movie is what we're doing all right all right um god i want tim curry to be in at least the last se- in the last season of series of unfortunate events because he's not in the second one it would be a hard thing to do i think he's uh, I don't think he's as capable as he used to be, which is unfortunate. You mean like physically capable? Yeah. Well, he was, uh, I mean, he was just here for the last Comic Con, so he's still doing stuff like that. Yeah. It, but if they could get him to just be like that really, really evil guy that Count Olaf interacts with for a little bit. Oh, that, that would be, be fun. Cool. That would be fun. Tim Curry is one of those few people who when they show up in a movie or on tv they just steal the show mm-hmm. it just becomes their it's the tim curry show for like two minutes it's not a bad well, thing to be fair um i think nathan Fillion's another one of those people i i was thinking the same thing yeah nathan Fillion yeah. is a he's just so if i was talking about this with my friend the other day if i had to be on television with nathan Fillion, i would ask just make me just make me a sleaze ball. Just make me an absolute turd <laughs> shit fuck. I can't I'm not gonna there is nothing I can physically do to make myself more charismatic than that man. Just make me a real creepazoid. And then Nathan Fillion. I'm sorry I got distracted because I tried looking up books with multiple movie adaptations. <laughs> and I'm not finding it. Yo. I that's you know why? That's because the thing I said is a is an objective fact. I mean, you could make a, you could make a, um, no, I'm not even sure you could, because people like the original, the older Spider-Man movies. Yeah. But that's not a And I I don't think that's the same thing. Yeah, I don't think that's the same thing either. I think if that Dune movie gets made, it will be the second time it's happened. Well, there's, there's other stuff. There's like Three Musketeers, there's like Frankenstein movies. There's like Romeo and Juliet movies, um, but right. I don't know how well you could um, compare those as this one is genuinely better than this one, and that's it. I will say I love Boris Karloff. I don't think there has been a good Frankenstein movie in the history of film, just like I don't think there's been a good Dracula movie in the history of film. I think it's easier to make a good Dracula movie because everybody everybody accepts that he is, one, evil, and two, like a weird pervert. Instead of Frankenstein, where everybody's like, yeah, he can't talk, right? And he just kind of groans and eats people or something? Yeah, it, you read the book and it's like, no, man, this guy's a fucking, he's a philosopher. Yeah, he's like, he's like Loki a genius and his big problem is that his dad hates him. That Frankenstein book is like, have you seen, oh no, that's a bad example. 
but I don't know. It's like like that Frankenstein book is like a weird. It's like a cat and mouse story, uh, where the mouse made the cat, and the cat pontificates about life and death every time he kills one of the mouse's family members. Okay, Stephen King though. There are like three Carrie movies, right? Oh yeah, that latest one was really two good. it movies. That Sorry? latest that latest it movie was really good. Yes, but people like the older it movie too. So uh, no, sure no, I, I will say. Anybody who tells you they like the older It movie, they are lying. What they are saying is, I liked Tim Curry in that old It movie. That's what they're saying. Because okay. that old It movie sucks. Okay, so, I mean, you can make an argument for It. Or maybe one of the Carrie movies. God, how many... You know that's a musical now? A Carrie musical? There's a Carrie musical. Is I there, don't get it. Is there, like a, is there like a Gallagher bit at the end where the audience gets covered in blood? Because <laughs> unless... Well, I'm going to check... Unless that um, happens, I don't care for it. <laughs> God, that would uh, be so cool. Wait, wait, wait. I said musical. It is a musical. Okay. I, I had to double check to make sure it wasn't just a stage adaptation. <laughs> yeah, it's a musical. <laughs> God damn. I would... If... Like, could you imagine just, like, like buying your ticket for the second whoa, showing? Whoa, 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 whoa. There was a 1988 production. This is an old musical. <laughs> what? 1988? That's that's the crazy yeah. thing about Stephen King is he's just been around for so long. Yeah, yeah. They did another one in 2012, but they started in '88. I will say, you know, probably to tie in with that new that new Carrie movie, which again was really good. Mm-hmm. I will say this about Stephen King: as much as I don't really like any of his books, there he he writes all of his books in such a way that a lot of them feel contemporary enough, uh, with the exception of it, which is very steeped in the, in in its time. My mom was telling me about this great book about writing that she read by Stephen King, and I can't stand any Stephen King thing I've ever read, but I would listen to him if he was talking about writing, because I, I actually have you that have book. to. I have that book, and it's very I good. I think you were telling me about this book, too. Yeah, I, I will actually. say there is an audiobook that he himself narrates. Mm-hmm. Totally check it out. It's fucking phenomenal. It is. I think I want to say that Stephen King's on writing is the best thing he's ever written. Uh, but also, it's just the only thing he's written that I've liked. I should also say, though, that I really specifically meant like book series, like not just a solo book. Like. So it's going to be like that. Huh? No, because because like I think because a book series is so much. I harder. found I found. Stephen King's well okay wait 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 is aren't they make isn't it a book series no it's one book okay but they're making the new one into two into two well the the original so the original tv movie was split into two parts and and the new movies are split into two parts because the book itself is actually kind of lopsidedly split into past the past and the present uh characters so the their experiences as kids and then quote-unquote part two i think in the book it's book two is them as adults right but it's all one book right like um, i actually read like it when like when you read tolkien and it's like actually six books yeah but then it also it's technically actually one book because <sighs> tolkien is fucking insane tolkien. also he went back and like rewrote the Gollum part like do you <sighs> think they're ever gonna make the hobbit again do you think they're gonna give that another shot that's a good question. Genuinely, that's a good question. Um, maybe because The Hobbit is genuinely a good story that I think I found it hard to hate. 
the Hobbit movies because they had a certain charm brought about by the fact that Bilbo is so is just more capable than Frodo. <laughs> oh no, yeah, no, it, it and that was kind of fun. But then, like <laughs> that first Hobbit no. movie feels so good, and it like sets up all of these promises that the next two movies just don't deliver on. I might cut out that Hobbit stuff because it feels like a weird note to end on. But we're at like an hour, so. <laughs> no, no, leave the Hobbit stuff in. All right, we'll leave the Hobbit stuff in. Let people know that we we have the hot opinion of not liking the Hobbit movies that much. Right, like it's specifically not liking the Hobbit movies that much. Like none, I don't hate them. I will say, I I don't. Think I probably won't watch them again. Yeah, I don't think they're bad movies. I just don't think they're good. Any fucking way. We've already talked about, like, worse uh, Lord of the Rings adaptations, so. Thank you for listening to Direct-to-Video VHS? VHS? TVD Extras. I am sorry for this previous episode and how we talked about bullshit for a long time and it was stupid and I hated it. That's right. Shots fired. Oh, man. I thought I had a great time. Uh, The duality of man. I've been your host, Tony Rapista. I've been your host, Andy Reyes. Oh, boy. We have got to stop taking, like, two-month breaks. You know what You know what we should do, and I've been thinking about this and I haven't done it, is we should just have a, a checklist. Fuck, yes, like a, we should. Just like a Google Doc that reminds us Are of, you kidding? I'm going to run. Absolutely. I'm going to do this right now. I love this idea. All right, Google. I'm going to do this on the air. That way we know it's getting done. Because if I say I'll do it later, it's just not going to happen. Okay, so first we say our names. Give me Wait, I don't have it open yet. Give me a sec. Okay, great. Okay. (laughs) This is how the sausage gets made, folks. Did I say the sausage gets made? The sausage gets made. That's what it sounded like to me. You really swallowed your tongue on that one. A person with too much spit. Okay, so first, say say our names. Okay. (laughs) Two. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is great. This is good. All right, number two. Say our... Twitter handles? Yeah. um, Caps lock. Um, Say Twitter. This is going to be a garbage document. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, you can find us on the internet. I am at TheaterBats on Twitter. And I am at Royalty underscore Valens. And I have a comic at InspiredByTrueEvents.org. Um, Could you put that one down, please? I did, actually, because <laughs> I'm, I'm a good friend. I don't I do not do anything uh, uh, creative. Andy has no extracurricular activities. I really, I really don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I... Uh, I would also like if you guys could, uh, you know, check out our website at direct2.video. We got a lot of snippets there, uh, teasers, and a couple of outtakes. Oh, yeah, the outtakes. Sorry, I just remembered something that was so dumb that I cut it out of the show, and then subsequently so dumb that I decided that we also needed to put it online. That's on there. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. Okay. Uh, what next? Um, Lee Rosevear? Yes. Uh, yeah, thank you to Lee Rosevear for our... Uh, Outro. For, yeah, the theme from Penguins on Parade. There you go. I'm going to write that down too, I guess. Yeah. Um, Music also, for we've been three. pronouncing... 
his name wrong. Is it not? It's Rose Veer. And we were saying Rosevere. You know, I feel like Lee Rosevere has just given us a hard time at every turn, every time we try. It's true. <laughs> it's true. He's been down our throats this whole fucking time. Uh, just pointed a gun right I'm... at Tony's head. <laughs> Actually, on the internet, I said, uh, I on the internet, on Twitter, I said, um, that I felt bad because I never found a use for Sad Marimba Planet, even though I love that song title. <laughs> and he favorited that. So, That's like, awesome. I feel like he's cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Are we... Are we good? Did we get everything? We haven't done this in so long, and I'm genuinely worried we're forgetting something. I, I, th- I add at the end that if it's a regular episode, then we need to mention the next movie that we're doing yeah regular but otherwise i think we're good mention next cool and yeah tune in next time for uh finally the long-awaited coverage (laughs) of princess diaries and princess diaries 2 uh royal engagement that's it thank you (laughs) the second one (laughs) what a dumb bullshit movie i am the ghost of john smith yeah i'm internet dead Uh, we're never going to start this podcast at this rate, but let me just real quick. I was listening, I was watching a YouTube video uh, uh-huh. a couple days ago, and on the YouTube video, somebody's iPhone went off. And they oh, happened, you checked your iPhone. They happened to use the exact, because I changed my yeah. iPhone tone ringer so that I can recognize it, and I guess they changed it to the exact same fucking one, because it went uh. off, and I immediately looked at my phone, and I'm like, nothing popped up. So I was going through the settings and like trying to figure <laughs> out what happened, and then the guy was like, yeah, sorry, my phone went off, and I was like, oh, you piece of shit. Oh, my mom is calling me. God damn it, son of a bitch. <laughs>